0: Biggers, I'm here with Ken Wadikay. He's what's up? He's the founder of Free Hugs Project. It's a movement that's taken off on social media. He has almost 1 million supporters on Facebook. Your videos go crazy viral. Like some of them are getting 46 million views, and it's all because you have this message of love and hugs, obviously. Yeah. And um, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate
0: it. <laughs> I just love your videos, and so I'd just be really interested to know right off the bat. Um, how this journey started for you. Where did Free Hugs come from? Yeah,
1: um, I uh, it was my response to the attacks on the Boston Marathon. Um, I'm a runner and a um, race organizer, so I own the Hollywood Half Marathon and the awesome 80s run in Pasadena. And so as someone who not only produced events, but uh, I started running kind of as an outlet to get away mm-hmm. from the fact that growing up, my family, we were homeless. And so I just needed something to Clear my head, and I feel like I literally ran out of poverty. Wow! Um, because it helped me find myself, found purpose in, in my life. I got a track scholarship, and then ran with the Nike Farm team for a couple of years, and um, it just it, it changed my life. And so right. when I saw the attack on the Boston Marathon, I felt like it attacked everything that that I know, and then gave me so much purpose in mm-hmm. my life. So I needed to do something about it. And my response was just go out there and remind people how important love is. Right. And I didn't think people would hug me back, honestly. <laughs> when I Because, I mean, you train so many years to get to the Boston Marathon. Right. Um, it's, a, it's a really serious race, you know. And for thousands of people to have run off course and given me a hug, uh, it, it meant so much. And it, that video went viral immediately. Oh, and wow. I realized people want to see these examples of love more frequently. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was
0: 2015?
1: Uh, 2014. Fourteen. So the, okay. yeah, the, the attack happened 2013. Oh wow. And so the following year, that Great. was my response. Wow. It was going there.
0: And so then from that viral video to now, is this something you're able to do full-time? Yeah,
1: strangely. <laughs> Hug giver. Yeah, I'm like a professional hugger now. Um, but I, I do, I speak at um, at colleges and right. in high schools now. Uh, I bring a message of love, a message of unity. I feel like... Lately, the message in schools, especially in high schools and middle schools, has been anti-bullying. But I think you can speak less about bullying if you can remind the students to love one another Mm -hmm. um, and and get along and care more for one another. And then the bullying just kind of goes away on its own. Right. Right. and so that's more of the approach that I take at the high schools, whereas at the colleges, it's a message of encouragement that we all, we're all in this together. Let's right. help one another out, you know, let's be more loving and, and caring for our classmates and people that we have to work with and it's just, it'll help make the world better.
0: Mm-hmm. And you document most of your videos on Facebook, Free Hugs Project. Yes. Uh, give people who maybe aren't familiar with your work some examples of the videos that you've created.
1: Yeah. Um, one of the, the big ones was when I went to a, a Trump rally, <laughs> I tried to give hugs to the Trump rally in Wisconsin. Oh right. (laughs) Um, The response there—it was interesting. Um, But I think it was because of the the part of the country I was in. Because I did give hugs at a Trump rally in San Diego, and it was love. So they they were interesting. Yeah. But I also, uh, when I went to a Bernie Sanders rally, there was a lot of love there as well. And so that video went viral. Um, I had titled it "Make America Love Again," and. it was great. It did. It did really well. And then I remember that one. There know, was
0: like group hugs. Yes, and really him like, giant hugs. Yeah, oh, it was, it great. was beautiful.
1: There was actually. I always tell people when I'm out at the talks. In that video, there's a scene where this guy comes up and gives me a hug, and he had a crew of guys with him, and he picked me up and carried me <laughs> to them, and then they started spinning me around, and it was like this merry-go-round of hugs. Still my favorite hug of all time.
0: <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> yeah, well, when you came in and we hugged, I was like, I feel like I'm hugging a thousand people. When like I'm tens hugging. of
1: thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands <laughs> of, of people. So.
0: so what's your approach to doing this? You obviously have a knack for making videos go viral. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- how do you know where to go? Because you're always in the most interesting places, yes. I find.
1: Yeah, um, I, I tell people, it's kind of like that, uh, you know, with the superheroes, when the bat signal goes up, when there's a tragedy taking right. place, people actually message my Facebook page now. They go and they leave comments on the wall, they email me and they say, hey, Ken, it's getting bad out here. Um, how long until you guys show up? And we literally, I mean, anywhere there's tension or, mm-hmm. or people hurting, we just go in and, and be a reminder of love. Right. Um, and so, you know, and, and we follow the news as well to try to keep up with with what's going on and figure out where um, we're needed. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it, the response from people who understand my work now and know. Right. When we get there, that's all we're doing is really just right. trying to spread love and inspire viewers. You know, mm-hmm. so we always film it and uh, we try to create a good story out of a bad situation. Right. And we do that by spreading love there. And that was kind of what happened in, in Charlotte. You know, it was right. a bad situation. Someone had just been shot in the face outside the Omni Hotel there during the uh, the protests that night. And I knew just go in and create a good story mm-hmm. there. And, yeah. Well perfect
0: because we have a clip where I want to show, which I think is really interesting because you're at Charlotte, there's you know protests against police brutality, there's you know Black Lives Matter, but there's also these people who are cops and it's their job and yes. I think you bring a really interesting perspective on um, the human perspective. So let's take a look at that and then I want you to speak to the clip. Cool.
1: Get You're not in debt. You got three brother. Oh, That's, right, brother. You, man. That's right, Thank you for being out here and being peaceful. Hey, girl, you would, you would to oh, it's not even like that. It's, a not a a a even like that. it's not even, even like that. It's says it's about staying neutral. That's what's important. important. That's what's important. So I'm a pussy. Nah, nigga, these motherfuckers not staying goddamn. What you say? Did he kill somebody? Did he kill somebody? Nigga that fucking squad? Did they kill somebody? i out of my motherfucking
0: Great, so can you explain? Um, I was so moved by this video because you are really on the front lines of some serious passion. Yeah. And you are able to maintain your perspective and speak your truth. Right. And that's so difficult. And so, in this, explain what was happening in this clip. Um,
1: well, I was actually hanging out with the, the protesters before that moment right. happened, and just trying to tell everyone, hey, keep cool. We don't need to throw rocks at the cops. And, you know, there was a good response that I was getting from from people and uh, being on the front line. And as the police were moving in, I was telling people, hey, just move back a little bit, you know, so they don't have to pepper spray you or hit you over the, with a baton. Because a lot of times people think that I'm just out there hugging cops. I'm like, no, that's not all that I'm doing. Right. I'm, it's making sure protesters don't go to jail and just making sure that everyone remains cool. And so there was a moment where after um, hanging with the protesters, one of the riot police officers there, he's a big guy too. Right? He yeah. lifted up his mask and he said, hey, can I get one of those hugs? And I was like, of course. you know. Right. And I go and give him a hug and immediately these same protesters that i was cool with now just turned on me right and um started calling me all sorts of names and, and um saying that i'm a cop and all that i'm like i'm not a cop man like right. i just i'm a human being and they're human beings just as much as you're a human right and i needed them to understand that by them Judging all the cops that way and throwing rocks and and bottles at them. That's like saying every police officer is bad because one cop did something And uh, the only way I could convey that message to them was to help them understand You know if if one black person does something bad Should we feel like all black people are bad, you know, and so that's the same way I wanted them to feel Mm -hmm. about these police officers there. None of these cops here shot anyone, right? So why are we throwing
0: rocks at them? Why are you
1: throwing bottles at them? Yeah it was an important uh, dialogue. Actually.
0: But I, and I think with these issues right now, it's so we see blue lives matter. We see black lives matter. And, you know, both do. But then you have all lives matter. You can't say that because it's bad. Like, mm-hmm. so you, your actions are divisive, yeah. even though when I hear you articulate it, it makes a lot of sense to me. So what, how do you speak to that and into the you know, police brutality is really freaking real for yes, a lot of people, absolutely. and their anger is valid. Absolutely. How do you transmute that into something productive?
1: Yeah, I just try to make them understand that the way we're going to move past some of these brutality, police brutality cases is when we can get rid of the fear and hate on both sides, Right. you know, because it, it's definitely two-way, you know, there there are police officers that are fearful. When they pull people over or they're going into a situation, they're afraid for their lives, and I think that that's how these incidents happen. I don't <laughs> think that it's just full-blown racism, cops are out there killing black people. Right. I don't believe that mm-hmm. at all. Uh, it, there are some cases, you know, but that's not how this is happening over and over and over again. It's fear, and I think right. that the only way we're gonna get rid of fear is to become human to one another. Right. And when we can see them as human beings, they can see and respect us as human beings as well, then there's a more cordial and respectful response that mm-hmm. we have towards one another and that's the only way we're going to move past this but when we're uh, creating more division and tension by throwing rocks and mm. you know and now the police are looking at us like oh well I'm going to get attacked by them so right. you know We have to fix that. We can't respond to things with with violence. And I think this message has been getting pushed for a long time. I mean, Dr. Martin Luther King, Gandhi, all the way back to Jesus. You know, we know that... (laughs)
0: Peaceful. Peace. That's the only way we're going to solve these
1: things. You're not going to fix violence with violence. You're not going to fix hate with hate. And so we just need to figure out how, by being peaceful, we can fix these things. And there's actually some people that don't agree with that. There's people that think... They're angry.
0: Yeah. They're angry. And
1: and their anger is valid. Right. I, I get that. But... Violence isn't going to fix violence. Mm -hmm. It's not going to fix hate.
0: How did you arrive at this? Because I think each person has their own personal evolution. And I think probably a lot of people that you're dealing with on the front lines who are really angry and don't understand, that's that's the stage that they're at. They need to feel that anger. So did you ever have a moment where you felt that anger and you came out on the other side? Or have you always just been sort of been able to see that love and light.
1: I, I think it was just the way I was raised. You know, right. I, I lived in South Central Los Angeles in 92 during the Rodney King riots. And my mom would not let us step outside, you know. Right. And so we saw <clears throat> all the damage and destruction going on in our community. My friends, they were out looting with, with everyone else. And my mom was like, you're you're not doing that. Right. So those values have always been instilled in me growing up my my entire life. And so now as an adult, I'm able to look at these situations mm-hmm. and be out there on the front line and reminding people People. don't destroy your own community right. I know what that does I've seen my entire community d- destroyed right in one of what I felt was the worst riots of, of our lifetime you know some of mm-hmm. these riots that have come up over um, the, the more recent years I haven't seen anything like 92 in Los Angeles right. our community was destroyed and so that has stuck with me and I was a boy when that happened mm-hmm. and, you know I have kids now and I just, I know how important it is for us to preserve our own communities and respond with love when we see incidents like that happen. And I, I know it's difficult, you know? Right. But I mean, when you go and study the, um, uh, I guess, the results of what have come out of peace movements from right. over, over the years, we'll get a much better response <laughs> by loving people and humanizing one another than becoming violent.
0: And are you getting a lot of backlash, though, on your page and everything from people?
1: Sometimes, and it's yeah. it's really disheartening, you know, and, and it comes from all sides. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll get it from racist groups that don't like me doing that. But sometimes I also get it from African-Americans right. uh, and, and various groups that uh, say, why are you out there hugging your oppressor when you should be? Uh, right. um, shooting back or Mm -hmm. throwing things at them Mm -hmm. or or, you know and it's it's sad to know that there are radicals out there that think that the way we're going to solve these police brutality cases is to kill the cops i'm like are you crazy (laughs) 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 you're gonna get everybody killed yeah it makes (laughs) a lot worse (laughs) right that's like the worst response right there's people that that, i mean if they're telling me don't don't hug and don't show love then then are you really expecting that i should you know go and be violent to them right it just it doesn't make sense to me and so I, I try to talk to them, but you know there are those radicals that you're not going to get through to. Right. them. They feel that the way to resolve these issues is to burn down communities, right. destroy things, and be violent. And it's just it's absurd to me that that's their response. Right. But to them, they probably look at the fact that I'm out hugging people and trying to show love. That's probably absurd to them. Yeah. And I wish there was some middle ground or conversations that we can have to be able to. Figure out how we're -hmm. we're going to fix that and help them understand that by being violent, you're just going to get more brothers in jail, more brothers (laughs) killed, right? I mean, that's all that's going to come out of violence. If you're out there looting and the cops are firing tear gas on a crowd and making arrests, is that not what we're trying to prevent? That's why you're marching. We're marching for equality. We're marching for unity. You're not going to find that by being violent and then now you're arrested or you're shot or you're perpetuating this fear and hate Mm -hmm. and so now more people are getting killed when they're getting pulled over etc. Violence is not the answer Mm -hmm. and I think we just need to figure out ways that some of these radicals or people that have so much anger built up mm-hmm. we have to come up with a better solution. Even if they feel okay the solution's not love or hugs. I get it. Something. You know? Yeah, it's it's gotta be something. But don't bash me for trying to spread love. I'm contributing to de escalating some of that tension there. And and I just wish that there are more ways that we can figure that out as opposed to Let's throw rocks at them or let's shoot them. Are you crazy? You cannot do that. You know.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I think we're just in a really polarized time. And so if you're on one side, you want to think that all protesters are really good. If you're on the other side, you say all cops are really good and the other side is bad. But you're just trying to show each individual has the choice to be good. And did you, because you obviously, you know your beliefs right now, like speaking to you, I can hear it, it's part of who you are. When you did those free hugs at the Boston Marathon, did you have any idea that this is what this should become?
1: no. No way. <laughs> I, uh, I did not know that, you know, a couple of years later I was going to become a full-blown peace activist. It's amazing. And out there fighting for, for peace and, and love, but things just kind of evolve that way, you know, and I'm even finding that my work as a, uh, as a race organizer, I'm relying more on my team to, to assist with that. And my wife to assist with that because I just, it's hard to have the time for it when there's all this chaos going on all over the country and I'm being pulled in so many Mm -hmm. different directions. Um, Activist groups want to meet with me, various uh, organizations, news, media, and even the police, you know, the police reach out and say, Hey, let's, let's, Figure out how we can bridge the gap. Let's ride along through through neighborhoods and talk with people mm-hmm. and, and open up that discussion and dialogue. That work has become so important and so powerful to me now that I'm I'm finding more fulfillment in doing that than you know being in my office. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's,
0: it's, it's amazing. Good. I mean, we all need it so badly right now. We work in the news and the news cycle. You know, you hurt, my heart hurts. Yeah. Absolutely. And so when I see something like you, I was so excited to give you the chance to talk and give you an audience. It's because we just are all, on some level, I think, really craving this. So I, I'm you. so grateful for that. And explain, explain what your vision is um, for this movement. Where do you see this going? Where would you, what lessons, I don't know, what would you like to spread to the world on a greater scale?
1: I, I would love to see um, a, a real movement of love and peace, like Flood the world, not right. even just uh, not even just the states, but the world. I mean, we need it so much, and we're just constantly seeing tragedy after tragedy. And you know, you're in the media, so right. I mean, you probably even see it more than what I see. I, if I was watching the news all the time, I would get depressed. You know? Yeah. And so, a goal for me now is to just really keep pushing good news out there and inspiring people to just feel good and realize right. that we're not in that bad kind of shape. And if we continue right. just seeing all the bad stuff all the time it's going to cause people to act kind of strange, you know, because they think, oh, the whole world is messed up, but we're not in that bad of shape. We're really not. You know, and and we just need to... Get that message of love and peace and unity out there more, and we'll start to see these police brutality cases uh, uh, reduced. We'll see mm-hmm. racism and hate reduced. And mm-hmm. you know, sadly, there are the the higher ups and the politicians that I don't think are speaking enough towards that, like moving us towards a place of peace. Right. I feel like there's this kind of stirring of hate going on right now. And if they're not going to do it, then it's up to us to try mm-hmm. to just. Push more love in there.
0: What would be your advice to other people who maybe are frustrated and their first instinct is anger? What would, if you could speak to those people, what would you say?
1: I I would say, you know, anger is not going to get us anywhere. It doesn't solve anything. No one has really come up with their best ideas out of anger. You know, (laughs) you come up with some of your best ideas when you're able to calm down, take it all in, Mm -hmm. assess the situation and figure out, okay, here's how I'm gonna move forward from that, but I know I've come up with stupid ideas out of anger that have landed me in trouble, and I yeah. think that that's gonna be the general response for most people.
0: Yeah, I think this is just such an interesting conversation, and if Mia, if you have any, if you wanna check out comments, are you following them? Because I'm sure people yeah. are know you really well, cool. and so if, if there are questions in the comment sections, but like I feel like I could talk to you all day because I, this is what makes my job so rewarding, is being able to give a platform to people like you Thank and you. not just focusing on the tragedy in the world. We all know that there's bad things, but it actually is, I think, harder to see the good.
1: Yeah, very true.
0: It's And it's so important to like really I don't know we're we actually live in a peaceful time
1: yes yeah we're, we're actually we're better off than we were decades ago right. you know and i think we need to celebrate that rather mm-hmm. than constantly celebrating the bad news and the negativity that yeah. we're seeing so much out there and and that's what i'm trying to do and i'm hoping to continue to grow that platform right. and just in any ways possible and I'm, I'm talking with a few different um uh, media outlets and networks to figure out okay how can we get more good news out there right um and so it's working out.
0: Right? Yeah. So, That's good. So, so you have a lot of, like, what are your plans sort of in the next week to a few months down the road? Well,
1: I would say by 2017, I think there's actually going to be, um, like, some, we're talking with a few different networks about getting some of this stuff on TV. Amazing. Where people can just tune in and see good stuff. Things that are going to make them feel good. They're going to make them cry happy tears. Um, <laughs> so yeah, i talking with a few different agencies and, and networks right now. Yeah. But I think... 2017 is going to be that year where it grows even beyond social media. Yeah. And the social media following has been great. And and I really appreciate the uh, almost a million people now that are following the free. Project. So crazy, a million people. It's nuts, yeah. (laughs) They just want to see love. See, I mean, and people are hungry for that. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be able to give them that, not only on social media, but also on just their regular... TV outlets or whether it goes to Netflix or Amazon, Hulu, wherever.
0: Right. And I think that's important. Social media, we people who find you are seeking it out, but people who maybe are still tuning into cable mm-hmm. haven't even thought about seeking it out. True. So getting it into more homes would be really important. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just so grateful to talk with you. You're so inspiring. And I think you can inspire each individual person that something as simple as a hug yes. can transform into a million followers of Facebook. And change the world. <laughs> and change the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do it's we have crazy. questions? Um, just before we wrap. Yeah. We just want to know, like you know, you have a lot of love. I almost can't keep up with the love. <laughs> cool. Can't keep Thanks. up with the love in the cool. comments. <laughs> so, people are really interested in knowing how they can be involved and help you out. Cool. So, right. Iterate. Really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I think in 2017, I'm going to be working on um, really forming this cool ambassador program mm-hmm. and having people all over the country being able to come in and and spread love in their communities and, and really inspire change so um just bear with me for a little <laughs> as we go I mean, because it's all been happening so fast right so it's, it's very hard for me to keep up with it all but by 2017 i'll have some downtime to structure it all because mm-hmm. um, i just want to make sure if i do it i do it right because movements have been destroyed from poor leadership you right know? very strong movements have been and so i just i want to make sure that when it's done People will say Man, they're they're doing some major things and I only want good to come out of
0: this. And your wife is here, and I would like would love to do an interview with her, what she thinks about all of this. Oh, she, she, <laughs> she gets
1: she gets super nervous uh, on oh, camera. You wanna come on camera? Come on she's camera. Just on at least come say okay. hi. Okay, just come say hi. to yeah, so see gets, you. She gets uh, oh my God. she's super camera shy. I'm not.
0: You know? <laughs> Obviously <Yeah>. you're not
1: <laughs> so
0: Cool. (laughs) The woman behind the man, what do you just look at him quickly? What do you think of all this? I think it's great. (laughs) I think what he's doing is amazing. The world needs so much more love. And for him to go out there and spread it, I just
1: doing
0: a great job. Cool. I <laughs> love it. Oh, you guys are so amazing. Cool. Thank you. We thank you guys for watching. We're going to close out the segment, but thank you so yeah, much. Thanks thank you, for you having so us. much. Yeah. I love you all. I want to give See you guys group, hugs. group hug. <laughs> awesome thing. You're such a good hugger. Cool. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Sorry.